can see Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Texas Rangers spring training where MLB is also working on some ideas if and when Bally's goes under or Yikes. are unable to continue to hit their loan payments. At some point in the show, we will dive further into that because I think that is super interesting. But I signed my contract. I'm locked in. Okay. Okay. okay good. That's a nice thing to have. Is... Corey, I know you're really intrigued about the NFLPA survey. Yeah, man. Where they hit up 1,300 players about a variety of things, including uh, treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, locker room, like uh, travel I know is on there as well. All these different things that prospective free agents and players had to deal with. Do you want to dive right into the Cowboys, or do you want to talk about some of the trash organizations? Well, I love talking about the trash organizations first, and some people may go, hey, the Cowboys are a trash organization. I, it seems like the players like it. Um, I was following what Jory Epstein was uh, posting last night, yeah. and Kevin, did you see the Washington Commanders? Have you seen their grades? Would you like me to throw some of their grades out to you right they now? They suck. I didn't even know you could get an F minus. <laughs> an F minus. All right. Treatment of families. How do you think the Washington Commanders treat the players' families? F. It doesn't F. seem like they've treated Sean Taylor's family the best. Oh, my gosh. Food service That's and true. nutrition. D plus. Hey, uh, better. Weight room. C plus. So oh. there you, they got, you know, Michael, maybe See, they got a, not so bad. They got uh, the full set of uh, dumbbells instead of like just two dumbbells sitting around. Oh, in there. my God. <laughs> in the uh, our hotel. You can't call that a workout center. <laughs> that, is that is a, pathetic. That is an area to be. The, I've, I've been in our workout center a few times since we've been here and there's been multiple people walk in and then walk out. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> happens Which means a lot. they've recently checked in and they're like, oh, let me go get a. Oh, oh. God. Uh, strength coaches, they like them. A plus. Oh. Training room, F minus. Oh. Training staff, D. Locker room, F minus. Team travel, F minus. So, yeah, Kevin, I did not know either that you could have an F minus, but the Washington Commanders have multiple. So, the Washington Commanders, like most things, did the worst on this list. Yeah. Who do you think did the next worst? Like, if we're just thinking about trash franchises. Um, oh, please don't be my Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are close because I did see a couple things about, like, rat uh, infestation. Jaguars on there. are only fifth worst, Mike. Yes, fear, with rat infestation, they're Coming only fifth up. worst? The yeah. sunshine is shining in Jacksonville. Not shining in Arizona. It's the, well, it is the Arizona oh, Cardinals. I was just saying how cloudy and freezing cold it is again today here. Because let's just say this, Corey. Thank goodness for travel and strength staff. Because otherwise, the Arizona Cardinals not only do poorly, they do the worst at everything. Treatment of families, F. Oh, Nutrition, wow. F minus weight room F minus well, we training room F minus restaurants oh. around here they have been pretty bad for the most part locker room F luckily they're like wow. hey the people who are in charge they're good you get an A minus and didn't it seem like nobody wants to be part of the Cardinals organization and that's oh, yeah. like just invest in your people invest in what you have going around and people are gonna play they're probably gonna be better because of it because they walk into the facility not going man I hate this garbage that I have to deal with on a daily basis this is this is a first timer right this is a first time thing this is fascinating now the best teams the best team on the list is the Minnesota Vikings. 
followed by the Dolphins, followed by the Raiders. This is a line that Jory uh, pulled from the, the Vikings uh, list, their overview. A shining example of what is possible when uh. a concerted investment is made in both staffing and facilities. Like that, yeah. I, I, we say this all the time. Invest in your people. If you're running a business, invest in your people. You're going to see why it gets better because of it. They're going to be happier to work there, and they're going to be more productive probably if you invest properly in them and what you're doing around there. The lowest grade the Minnesota Vikings got on anything was an A-. minus. Mm. So good for them. Now, for they still lost this. in the playoffs. Like They didn't win the Super Bowl. Hey. So. Yeah, but they made the playoffs, so that so that's a thing. Where, hold on, where are the Chiefs on this list? Because they won the Super Bowl. Number shouldn't they be one. The, they, like, shouldn't everything be glorious there? Then they are fourth to the last. Because oh I think what? that they're just like we got Patrick Mahomes. You don't like <laughs> it? What happened to Clark with Hunt? It. That is a good question. Because you know what? Treatment of families. B. Nutrition. D plus. Oh, you no. know what? But don't we like? fried food and barbecue and stuff like that's that. That's like, true. Absolutely. He, he might be serving them really good tasting food. Do you think it's just the food they serve versus like maybe their nutritional staff and stuff like that as well? I don't know. Okay. But I don't want the A-plus nutritional staff. Okay. That's Tom Brady's team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever Tom, want to not eat a strawberry, bro? Yeah. Strawberries were great last night. Kevin, do you like strawberries? Not really. You and Tom Brady, huh? Oh, you and TB12. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't leave my pregnant wife, so I'm a step ahead. Yeah, but. <laughs> I also see my kids more. Never mind. Never mind. Don't drag me <laughs> right, into fine. that. How many times have you kissed Brandon on the lips the last yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good Who point. Who loves their kid more? Huh? Yep. I, I, tell I, me the number. I love my kid more because he would be so mortified Inside. at that happening. Inside, you love your kid more, but externally you won't show it. Have now, you ever asked Brandon if he'd like to be kissed on the lips by you? Uh, no, but I'll tell you this. I hope she's probably not listening. Is For the longest time, his mom would kiss him on the lips, and he was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. All right. But in I know front you, of his friends? No, it was just in front of me, and I don't think she considers us friends. Is so yeah, like, <laughs> I love Brandon more. I still kiss him on the lips. So the Minnesota Vikings are one, the Dolphins are two, the Raiders are three, the Texans are four, and your Dallas Cowboys oh. are number five on the list. Corey, what are we, what are we, we good have at? Five Super Bowls, and we're not changing this. All right, I, I have not looked at this, Kevin, okay. so I really I don't know the answer. So give me the category, and I will guess. Okay. what I think. Treatment of families. Uh, B plus, dude, Corey. I'll just tell you this. I think that's the easiest number one the Cowboys are going to have. You know how much the Cowboys don't do some things, but if it's like a show, and let me show you these things, and yeah. let me give you this thing, we are the best at that. Okay, all right, so they got an A? They got an A+. plus. All right, that makes sense. They are, in fact, number one in the league. Because Jerry says, let's treat this, this whole thing like a big family. Okay, all right. Food service and nutrition. Uh, B+. plus. We're exceeding expectations again. See, we got an that would not be exceeding expectations. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Man, I, if you're, I want to, I want, I want Avery to come home and be like, I expect you to get a B plus, and he goes, well, you know what, Dad? I exceeded expectations. C, and you're gonna be like, I can see why this you did not you do well. C. Yeah, exactly. Dummy. No, oh. the Dallas Cowboys. That's rude. The Dallas this Cowboys. This was a hypothetical, Kevin. You no, know, Mike. I know you've called your kids dummies before, right? 
I don't know if I have, but I called them dumbasses. Okay. <laughs> that feels, yeah, you're very Red Foreman from that 70s show. I can hey, see that. Dumbass. They got an A tied for first. So okay, at this right. point, pretty much unstoppable. Weight room. Oh, I've been in that weight room. B. A minus. plus. B minus. Mike says A plus. A plus is All right. correct. All right. Tied for first once again. Yeah, that is a phenomenal weight room. Strength staff. Oh, oh, um. I'll give them a. a haven't they been around forever? So, A. A plus. Oh, my wow. God. Tied for first I again. Will say this. Whoever wow. there, and it could be their strength and conditioning coach. I do remember in 2016, while everybody was doing kind of active warm-ups, we were still doing the can you touch your toes. This is a new group. Yeah, okay. It's, it's I was like, we might want to start doing the active movements uh, besides that. So maybe they've really, you know, stepped it up. So the Cowboys thus far have been almost impeccable. Training room. Um, well, here's what I think. I think it's a C because – Bill Parcells was very adamant that the players didn't need to be in the training room. They needed Ooh. to be on the field, and so Jerry Jones collected that and said, who cares about the stupid training room? This is where they start to stumble a little bit. They get a B, which is tied for eighth. Though, interestingly enough, everyone loves training staffs because the Cowboys got an A-, and that's only tied for 15th. Okay. Man, Mike, do the guys typically like the train? Like, is is one of those things where you get close to the training staff, kind of? If you're, yeah, I mean, they are they're around a lot. The only time you get frustrated is if you're a younger player, and it's nothing against. They're just like, man, they kind of almost feel like you're 23. Like, I got a whole bunch of other guys I got to work with. What's, yeah, what's your deal? Sense. You know, yeah. like, they, but they are trying to really what's help. What's your deal? It's just that sometimes they're like, look, I'll help you out. I'm here to help everybody. Obviously, that's my job. But instead of getting here at 730, I need you to get here at 655. I get here at 6 a.m., you know, and, and if you're here at 630, I can really work with you. But by 730, I got to start working with the veterans more. Now, the issue there is they think the training staff is good, but the Cowboys need more. His players felt that their training staff was understaffed. Then locker room. You should be able to get this. Dude, that, that locker room is impeccable. It's oh, a, just the setup of the locker yeah. room? A plus plus. Yeah, A plus. A plus tied for first. And the final category on None here. None of this has mattered ever. at all. At all. So Jerry's, Jerry's like, should take it all away, huh? I mean, ah, uh, yeah, make them fly commercial. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe that's the one thing we do poorly, tra oh. travel. Because everything else has been really good so travel. far. Travel, um, F minus. Well, you said it's bad, so I'll go C plus. You said it was bad, so I'm going to go F minus. C okay, not that bad. It's C minus. <sighs> so travel, they are tied for 23rd on the list. Like the schedule or the charter, like the plane itself? I'm just or? assuming kind of their schedule and maybe also the the plane, how big the plane is. They're like, we're in the NFC East, but, but we're in Texas. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, I guess and their <laughs> trips are pretty long. Supposedly, uh, they let Jason Garrett has to pick the movie. 
Is that real, though? Or not was anymore. That real? He's not there anymore. No, I know not now. <laughs> he might still. He's part of the family. And one last plus on family. Yeah, that's one true. last thing from the survey is the Cowboys have a steam room, but they're one of only six teams not to have a sauna. Oh my god! Per the NFLPA survey, but it is interesting. What do you like more, the steam room or the sauna? I think if I was an athlete, I might like the sauna better. Why is that? Try and go in there and dry it all out. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? Like, don't you just hit both of them up and go get your sweat on? Well, I feel not like with the Cowboys. They they're, don't both, have both. they're both um, They're both. moisture and hot, right? Uh-huh. Like, But you're not sitting in water, right? Uh-huh. So you, I don't know. What's the difference I need, <laughs> between a sauna? I've, Which one's I've, better for you? I've like, always thought that a sauna and a steam room is the same thing. Sauna Ooh. is dry. It's very dry. It smells like, like wood. Yeah. It's all wood planks. Right. But in the steam room, yeah. it's, it is wet and usually maybe some tile and some rubber mats. Like there's a lot of humidity in yeah. there, but you're not in a pool it, or you're, anything. You're getting the same effect, I think, yeah. in that you're, like, you're, it's heat. I, I don't know. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm part of the Jones family here. Hey, deal with it. We have one of them. They're pretty much the same thing. I don't know the difference. You know, it's interesting. I thought about this when you said it didn't matter. So the teams in the Super Bowl this year, the Eagles, they finished 14th on this list. The Chiefs, 29th on this list. The teams last year, the Rams, 25th. The Bengals, 27th. So that does not seem to equate because the top five are Minnesota, Miami, Las Vegas, Houston, and Dallas. So, like, some success in there, but not any sort of true sustainable playoff success as opposed to the teams that were in and winning the Super Bowl. Most of them are in the bottom half of this list. And so you take all this to mean, hey, that's great. Maybe free agents will come here. Maybe they won't. But it doesn't seem to equate completely to if you're going to win or if you're going to lose. Man. So I guess then what we need to do here, Kevin, take it all away and say you have to go be better, and then we'll start giving back. It does, yeah. I, I wonder if this affects free agency yeah, I at support all. That. If guys would, would look think. at this list and go, yeah, this is a crappy place to go, or if they already know this about other places. Real quick. Are you having fun, Corey? Yes. How is it already 12, 15 it's Dallas what? time and 11, 15 here? I was looking and I'm like, we're to the expressway already? Yeah, what is happening? Time flies when you're having fun. Kevin, you're doing a great job. Stop rubbing on me. What about but padding? I that can't believe is, that we're more than halfway it. done with this show. Uh-huh. And we haven't even had a guest on. Let me go see if we're trying. Yeah, what's the story with that? <laughs> Coming up next, let's jump into the aforementioned expressway. We've got Mike Likes It. We will do another giveaway, plus the Combo Platter, Texas Independence Day edition. Give us a sports opinion, and then what thing is the most Texas? You should get a day off for this. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you again very much to Sonic. Mm, good for providing. Mm. Oh, Sonic good. Our oh, spring me. training trip and content. <laughs> Although there's probably some segments that are like, I do not want to claim that segment. Mm. Is, you don't remember anything from this trip except mm, Sonic. Mm. And thank you, by the way, to all of the Twitch folks who are saying how fast they feel like our show goes by every day, and they really enjoy and appreciate it. That that means an awful lot. Do to they us. want more? Do they want us to stick around longer? 
Five hours. Yeah, Mike will be super stoked about that. They want us to be like. Do they want the show to be around for a while? Is all. Okay. Do you think if they raised our pay by twenty percent, because we'd be working twenty percent more? You know what? I have no thoughts about any of that at this moment. Is so today? The agency is. Geez, today is Texas Independence Day. What? Back in eighteen thirty-six. That's right. Yeah. Which do you think had a bigger cultural impact, Texas Independence or Wilt Chamberlain's one hundred? Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain's one hundred. It's Texas. Easy. That's insane. Well, you're asking us for around the country. Yeah, it depends yeah, on what yeah. culture, man. If, if it's you, a bigger deal that Texas exists as part of the United States than Wilt people, Chamberlain had hundred. Points. I feel like it would still exist. It just yeah. would not be the exact part of Mexico. Same thing. You don't know that. That that is who they declared independence from. Somebody else could have claimed it. I ask if you said, "Hey, what's the date of?" Well, don't ask for Wilt Chamberlain's date. What's the date of Texas independence, or how many points did Wilt Chamberlain score in a single game? I think you'll get way more right answers on Wilt Chamberlain. Well, you made it a little bit more specific. I know. One of them, right? So I know the answer to both is Texas independence, eighteen thirty-six. Wilt Chamberlain, nineteen sixty-two. But my question is, so give us a sports That's opinion. That's when they crossed the ocean blue. That is, that is, that is not true, so, Mike. So inaccurate. Very you missed by hundreds of years. Is Give us a sports opinion, and then what is the most Texas thing? 877-881-1053. dinosaurs. They could have missed by millions or billions of years on that one. So a few hundred. That's a lot closer than when dinosaurs might have existed. Sure. You're right about that. I will concede that point to you, Mike. I feel like the song uh, My Texas by Josh Abbott Band needs to be playing during this oh, segment for some reason. You ain't met my Texas yet. I feel like that needs to be going because they, they list off all the great things about this state, Kevin. And I, I guess I'll give my Did they say Pimp C? Uh, they, you know what? Then they're wrong. You're right. This is where I'm almost there, Reggie. I'm almost to this point. I will go with sports opinion first here, Kevin. The Rangers, after seeing them, will have the second best pitching staff in all of baseball this year. Whoa. That is my claim. Holy. Is it the Rangers going to be first? Uh, don't worry about that. We'll okay. get there. But I will. They are going to be second this year, and Holy we're going to be sh- like this is going to be shaking the entire Rangers fandom because we don't know what to do with. What that. about Nathan Evaldi? News? Uh, well, Mike. So that's not part of my opinion. He'll be healthy, I'm sure, right? He missed that- a start. They said it's the same as the DeGrom. By the way, do you want some inside scoop from the clubhouse? Yeah. We're not quite sure yet if Jacob DeGrom's next appearance will be live uh, BP or just another bullpen session. What does that mean? That's fine, as long as he's throwing. He said to be determined. So he can throw a baseball. Yes. That's, That's like good. Nathan Evaldi, don't, nothing to worry about season long or anything, but with Evaldi not throwing after i did record if you guys are following me on twitter i am that he did throw his bullpen on monday i saw him throw off the mound however many pitches it was somewhere between like 30 and 50 uh so that's pretty good news right there and then as we've been here this week obviously he's been shut down after that but nothing looked uncomfortable when i was watching him or bad uh during that so i i like your opinion i want that to come true because i still think 
Kevin, I'll throw this out and you talk about this. I still think that this team, if they're going to win the 90 games to make yeah. the playoffs, it will be carried by them being one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. You know what? I'm, I want to get into that a little bit more tomorrow because right. I would love to know what your number is. Like if you have a number of starts from that group of five and we'll deal with the – because I know part of it could be how does Oda Rizzi do? How does Otto do? Like all of that. So I, I, I think that's a great point, right. and we can probably explore that a little bit more – Tomorrow, don't listen to this one. Hold on, I haven't given my tech my opinion okay. yet, Kevin. Come man, the, the you know the rules Kaboom. of the segment, dude. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying. The but that in that song, if you haven't uh, climbed Enchanted Rock, uh, drank a cold shiner down in uh, Lukenbach, they have all these different things about about the great oh. state of Texas. That if you haven't done these things, then you haven't Ooh. met my Texas yet. Let me ask you. Talk about Lubbock and San Antonio and the stock, sh- stock shows. I need important clarification on that song. Yeah. It says if you haven't taken your baby to the river walk. All right. What if there was a time when you called like a different person your baby, uh-huh. but they're not your baby anymore? Does that count or does it have to be your active baby? Yeah, that absolutely counts. For okay. But, but but Reggie asked a question I think is very okay. important. Okay. He said that okay. they mentioned Pimp C. And I was like, you know what? Very good point, which leads me to, I think what makes Texas, what is the most Texas, is that Texas is just one big America. And it, <laughs> and it uh-huh. really does encapsulate, like, so many different types of culture in one big spot uh-huh. of, the, of, the, of the United States. And it's like all of America just in one state at one time. I'm really appreciating the work that you've done. I'm not appreciating <laughs> the work that Mike's going to do. As he's looking up, it appears, historical scoring figures against the Mavericks. Kobe, how about this? Kobe torched the Mavericks for 52 points and 11 rebounds in a hard-fought 108-104 overtime victory. Mm -hmm. That's in today's Laker history. Uh I think, my opinion, Joel Embiid crushes Kobe Bryant's 52 points scored on March 2nd against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I will say this. That wasn't Kobe's best game against the Mavericks because he did score 62 points in three quarters. Yeah, and he just quit playing. I remember that Against one. the Mavericks. And at that point, I can remember being so mad. I said, F it. Go score 100. I was really <laughs> mad. I hate the Lakers. I'm going to say this. I hated Kobe Bryant. I don't hate him now, but I hated Kobe Bryant because he was on the Lakers, and I hate the Lakers. And I just remember being so mad at that point. I'm like, screw it. I've watched you score 62 Go ahead and score 38 more and let me see a damn 100 piece against us. But tonight, I won't be rooting for 100 against the Mavs immediately. But I will say this. If Joel Embiid has about 25 points at the end of one quarter, I will be going, come on, baby. Let me see if I can see the second game in basketball history where somebody scores 100 on Wilt Chamberlain's day. My opinion is... He scores more than Kobe Bryant. That's the most points okay. scored ever against the Mavericks on okay. March 2nd. Yep. So he will score the most points ever against the Dallas Mavericks on March 2nd. And what is... What's um, the most Texas thing? George Strait. Ooh, okay. See that. That's, That's a good, good. one. That That's is a good, good one. If it wasn't for Texas, there'd be no Cowboys in the Super Bowl. He wrote that lyric a long time ago. <sighs> yeah. 
from the 214, the Stars get to the finals and the State Fair. Oh, State Fair's great. From the 682, the Houston Astros will go back to back, and Blue Bonnets are the most Texan. I know that was the one I knew you wouldn't like the sports opinion. So I'm Blue sorry, Bonnets, I love the Blue Bonnet season, man. It's a lot of fun. It's like fun. two weeks, right? You have two weeks of them blooming? Yeah, you got a, a couple weeks. And in Plano, we have a strip, Kevin. That goes, it's like a green belt that goes across Plano where there's some walking areas and stuff, and they just, they're full blue bonnets everywhere. So on Texas Independence Day, and give us a sports opinion, and then what thing is the most Texas from the oh no. love for the neighbor and respect for their religious and political beliefs? <laughs> That's the most Texas. That might have used to be the most Texas what? thing. Just walking around, I was just speaking from my neighborhood. I told you I felt the passive aggressiveness. <laughs> When I and I don't know which one came first is when I'm walking down one of the streets, there's a flag that says Black Lives Matter. And then there's a house right next to it that has a flag that says Blue Lives Matter. I don't feel like they just independently were like, I have no idea what's going on at the other house. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one went up first or anything like that. They're just trying to respect each other's opinions. Okay, I'm, I'm believing. And you know what else is going to be super Texan is when Jack Leiter. Oh, nice. Walks right should in be joining us soon. And jumps on to the show. Very cool. I'm very distressed at how much Mike's message of negativity has made its way to our listeners. Oh, no. What's happening? From the 3 to one I'm looking forward to Joel Embiid scoring 100 points tonight. Yeah, baby! And the most Texas thing is hating California's transplants. Man, that is something that, like, that is a more recent phenomenon uh, over the last several years. But I, uh... Can you imagine scoring 100 and losing, though? If it did happen, that would be the dream for you. Is I that you watch a team, you watch a player score 100 and still lose the game. That would be very Dallas Maverick-like on the other side, that Luka does score 100, but they still don't win the game. From the, that would, that would be something. It really would. From the 254, sports opinion, the Rangers finally take the silver boot back from the armpit. Ooh, I like that. And the most Texan thing is I like Texas. By Pat Green, just song. like when the Rangers win. Yeah, man, I, I do like that song a lot. My sports opinion will be to counteract Mike and the other people. I do not think that Joel Embiid will come anywhere near Wilt Chamberlain, and I think that the Mavericks will do an average job against him. Like, he's averaging 33. I think something like that is probably in the cards for tonight, and I think the most Texas thing is the Alamo. The Alamo is the most. The Texas Alamo. Thing. That's that yeah, makes you sense. Remember it, that's you know? where we. That's where it happened. That where do you? What do you think happened there? Oh, do we you remember. We lost to Santa Ana in that Mexico. Is, that is true. We held up there for a while. Davy Crockett gave his life. That's I think right. accidentally. Don't say that. We well, didn't want I, to. I have. You think you yeah. Wanted to? Yeah. And he was probably like, "Crap, shouldn't have came down here." I, yeah. I think that's probably if you could ask Davy Crockett you wherever know. he is right now, he'd probably say, "Made a made a made a mistake there I, on that one." I, I bet Miscalculation. He, I'm willing to also wager he did not want to die or anything like that. I will certainly agree with that. But I just feel like school kids know it. You learn it. They take trips there. People take like vacation, family trips there. I've it is an to people, iconic though, landmark. If you didn't grow up in texas a lot of people don't know the alamo what? it's not it's not taught in american history and if That's you are growing up in california or colorado or whatever jack Leiter didn't grow up here he grew up 
in New Jersey, New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's ask him if he knows anything about the Alamo. Okay, that's, this, that's, it. Could be a question yeah, just because we had Texas just history to prove growing this, up. This yeah. theory, because Texas history teaches us all about the Alamo. But there's a parent of a student that goes no. and said, "Man, I really am learning about Texas history because I didn't grow up in Texas, so I don't know any of the history of Texas." To your point about how much like we think this is everyone's history, I remember asking my mom when I was taking Texas history in 7th grade, I was like, "What year did you take Texas history?" And she goes, I, I did not take Texas history because she grew up in Illinois. I was astonished and at the time appalled to learn Has she that not studied everybody. Texas history since? I mean, she's lived here for a really long time, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know. That's a good and question. She says, Oh, the Alamo where they show movies. Yeah. You can that, drink beer there while you watch. And then for the person saying every single state in America has a state fair, not like the Texas state. No, fair. There are two states close. that don't actually. I think Connecticut and Rhode Island do not. What's their deal? They don't they just don't they're small. So they want to have a, like a combo. I don't know. They just don't do it. I, I'm not saying that the Texas State Fair has to be the best. I've not been to all the state fairs, but surely we would concede, or somebody who doesn't like it would concede that the Texas State Fair. Is, oh yeah, it's a different. If you deal. watch uh, Food Network channels, or and I know it's not on the Food Network, but the other Food Channel, they'll go to different state fairs, and the people that are there, they're this is just humongous, and the variety and. It doesn't compare to other state fairs in the United States and of America. Were, weren't there a bunch of them that, like, they went privately funded? And, like, Texas is not necessarily privately funded because it is a bunch of different. Oh. Like, I, I read something about that a while back. I, I might have, have to I'm admit my general state fair knowledge might be lacking. Uh, a, lot, wow. a, lot, a lot more really interesting answers coming in from the 817. The Mavericks will be the five seed, and Davy Crockett is the most Texas. From the 214, the Mavericks will lose in the He's play-in. I know. The Mavericks. Mavericks will lose in the play-in and rodeos from the 9-4-0 on Texas Independence Day combo platter. The Mavericks will win by 10-plus tonight, and Whataburger, ooh. That is Texas. Uh, we saw, I showed you the one. You with, did. Because I used to live in Peoria when I played for the Rangers. There really wasn't much in surprise to live in and do, so most everybody lived outside of there, and so... I was like, I can remember that being the water burger, and I probably ate there five times during spring training. And from the eight one seven Dallas, the Mavericks will win tonight, and everyone at DFW will be back to talking about how good this team is. We have Luca, so everyone needs to calm the f down in blue bonnets. Blue bonnets are amazing, dude. Pecan pie. The fact that the pecan is the state, uh, the state uh, uh, tree. Kevin, you know that I used to tell you I have two pecan trees in my front yard. Right. Uh, one represented my wife. One represented Avery. And those were the two things that I was committed you, to the most. You, you said moved. represents, though, right? Uh-huh. You moved. I didn't bury them under. Okay. Them. Dude, come on. Yeah. And then we moved, and now we oh. have no trees. So I need. I, I do miss my pecan trees, dude. I loved them because here's dude. the thing: they provided great shade for our house. But they also, like now I guess now I have the solar panels, which is more California than it is Texas, right? Uh, then I don't really need those trees in the shade. I feel like this is very Texan. I just got a uh, text from my kid's school that they are making sure that the campus closes at 4.30 because of all yeah. the bad weather coming in. So all after-school activities are shut down. Yeah, yeah, there's we, big storms coming through. We, bro. we got an email saying they're monitoring the storms, but the school would still be let out at the same time. So everybody in the Metroplex, stay safe. It sounds like it could be some tough storms for sure. Some other things I'm surprised we didn't see more of. Nobody said the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like Texas. And people said it, the Rangers? Well, I mean, 
no, like nationally, people don't care about the Rangers the way they do care about the Cowboys. You know that. So other things I thought about boots, horses. The reason why I thought horses would come up is because I swear if you've been in Texas for long enough or you're old enough, people, you might have had a conversation where like, oh, do you ride your horse to school or to work or whatever? So I'm surprised that didn't come out. What about barbecue or Tex-Mex? Well, barbecue is Tex-Mex, a very, Tex-Mex, like, I think, is very more Texan than barbecue. That yeah, makes sense. But there, there is a Texas bar, Central Texas barbecue that's becoming a bigger thing right now, but you know, so many other states want to claim that they have the best, like the Carolinas. Right here, Kansas, Kansas City, City yeah. versus Texas. Yeah, there's Lot this is that the, want to claim barbecue. They oh, should have man. on that side somebody serving Kansas City barbecue. On this side, somebody serving Texas barbecue. And every day you go back and forth and see which one you like. Better. Yeah, for absolutely free. And you get to yeah. eat barbecue. You know okay, what? I agree with that. Yeah, it's free freedom, bro. What do you think of the odds that that is going? You to need happen? to feed the people, MLB. Yeah, come okay. on, baseball. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We got. Mike likes it. Maybe Jack Leiter coming up in just a second. But before we get to any of Let's that, give something away. 877-881-1053. Caller number 10. Now. We'll win a four-pack of one-day tickets to the Good Guys 13th LMC Truck Spring Lone Star Nationals. It's going down March 10th through the 12th at it's Texas Motor Speedway. You can buy tickets at good-guys.com, or you can win them for free right now. Caller number 10. Four pack of tickets, 877-881-1053. Now, how about some Mike Likes It? Oh, with a special guest. Brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. Good grab a seat. We're All glad right. to have you on here. Man, can't believe I'm sitting down with little two-year-old Jack Leiter That's here. That's not two-year-old time. Jack Leiter, Oh, it is Leiter, a two-year-old Mike. Jack Leiter. He is a different right. man now. So, Jack, we're glad to have you here. Are you well aware that... Mike is going to tell stories about you as a kid because he played alongside your dad. And if you weren't prepared, you still have time to leave. I don't know if I was prepared for that, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm interested in this. We were having a talk about Texas because today is Texas Independence Day. Am I right about that, Kevin? Yes, that is correct. We were talking about the Alamo, and I have a parent who they didn't grow up in Texas, so they had to learn about the Alamo through their kid going to school. You not growing up at all in Texas, what can you say or know about the Alamo? Um, I didn't come on here for, for history. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, not coming from Texas, you really don't learn a lot about it. Um, we, I mean, drove by it playing, in, uh, you know, playing there last year, but. Uh, no, I mean, that sounds like you did not go to the Alamo. Then, there's did not you? a, no, yeah. I haven't been and I don't know enough about it. So it's only a Texas thing. Mm. What? Okay. Then what do you think of like, if there's just one thing before you got here, like what's the most Texas thing? Cause that's what we were kicking around. Is it Alamo blue bonnets, barbecue, the Cowboys? Like what, what comes to your mind? Obviously I mean, now the Rangers, but first thing that comes to my mind is just the fact that people say everything's bigger in Texas, which right. is which is pretty pretty evident once you get to the state. Um, and I mean the Cowboys, the Cowboys is a is a big one. Um, I think just ge- in general, like sports, high school football. I think of that. That's a good one. That's a really good one. So when it comes to last year pitching in Frisco uh, and coming into this season, what did you do this off season to say, okay, that was my first year of professional baseball, got that under my belt, and now I need to do these things for 2023? Yeah, I did a lot. I mean, um, 
I wasn't wasn't ha- uh, satisfied or happy with with much of the year last year, and and I wanted it to go differently this year. And I knew that that takes place in the off season, and I take pride in my in my work in my off season. You know the progress that I make every off season. So the beginning was a body thing. I lost a lot of weight last year. So during just, the season, as the season progressed, yeah, I okay. think I lost. Um, you know, towards the end of the season, especially, I was down, you know, like 192, somewhere in there, um, in that range. And now I'm up around 210, 208. So I put on some weight, especially in the beginning of the off season. put on some muscles, some strength, and um, just focused on, like, nutrition and putting on good weight. And then that was probably the first month was just, you know, get the body right. And then after that, it was it was mechanical. It was uh, just cleaning up some inefficiencies in my, in my uh, mechanics to help my body move, to help command, and just help everything come along together. And then at the end, it was refining my pitches and my command and all that and becoming, you know, a, a pitcher yeah. going into spring training. And then some guys go back to college to do that because they feel comfortable there. Obviously, you have a father and an uncle who played plenty of Major League Baseball. Who did you kind of go to for once it became, all right, now let's kind of start working off the mound. Where did you go there for the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm lucky to have some some really good sources with my dad, with the Rangers, and then with Vanderbilt um, coach Scott Brown. There, the pitching coach at Vanderbilt is the best of the best, in my opinion. So, I was there. I was in Nashville working out at Vanderbilt, and I was bouncing ideas off of you know pitching coordinators here, pitching coach at Vanderbilt, and my dad, obviously. So, it was just a really good way to roadmap my off season and go into what were the best things for me to work on. And how can I, you know, make myself the best and most prepared pitcher I could be going into camp? And that's kind of what I felt like I did. Super productive offseason. Jack, I went to your first game in Frisco last year, and it was a packed house, man. It was a, it was a great environment, too. And I was kind of curious, did you see that everywhere you went, or did it kind of taper off after that? And did that affect kind of how you, how you pitched throughout the year at all? I mean, it's obviously different um, in terms of, like, the hype around the yeah. games. Um it's a step down from the SEC is, is minor league baseball. You don't really get it much better than SEC baseball until the big leagues. So um, that's that's one thing is, you know, the adrenaline isn't always kicking the same, and you gotta you got to work your way through these things and, and learn about yourself. And I think I learned a lot about myself. So just feel much more prepared overall going into another season. Now, you mentioned working out in Nashville. What do you think about the – the uh, kind of evolution of Nashville into becoming the bachelorette party <laughs> capital of the country over the last few years. I mean, really, yeah. there's lots of sashes. Yeah. Nashville, yeah. I mean, it's gotten super touristy, but that's just the mainly just the downtown area. There's a lot of areas in Nashville that are kind of the uh, the local the local kept secrets. I think so. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to Nashville, and it's a really great place to spend an off season. I think. A lot of guys are catching on. There's more and more, it seems like, every year. There's a, there was a shocking amount when I went up there of people who hang out on roof, rooftops in the downtown area. <laughs> I was not prepared for how many people are just like, let's just chill and drink out here. <laughs> oh, the rooftops. They, yeah. they did, everywhere. We don't have a lot of Dallas rooftop bars. Yeah, yeah. We need yeah. Some more every country music star had their own bar, too, and I was like, oh, okay. It's the touristy part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely got sucked into that part. So you get drafted second overall this last draft. Your teammate, Kumar Rocker, gets drafted third overall. I don't know y'all's relationship at all, but or if you guys are going to be playing together this season at all. But, you know, is it kind of cool that you guys could be back together again? Yeah, it's awesome Um, just to see that familiar face and 
we both had a lot of success um, on the on the same pitching staff in college, and uh, I think we made each other a lot better. We have different personalities and different kind of ways to attack things, but I was able to learn a ton from him, and I think he learned some things from me too. When you say you y'all made each other better, were y'all competing against each other? Not, I mean, you're, it's a friendly competition, but were y'all kind of competing? Like he went out and shut a team out. Now I got to go do the same thing. Was that kind of what y'all did at Vanderbilt a little? In a way. Yeah, I mean, you're always just competing against the other team, obviously, mm -hmm. and um, I think anybody who's been on, you know, successful pitching staffs would say that, um, you know, you, I mean, you want to be, you want to be great, you want to be the best, um, and you want everyone else to be the best too. So, you know, that year we were fortunate enough to be to both have some some really uh, really solid years, and um, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun when you know things are things are going well for the for the whole pitching staff so you root for them and then when you when it's your turn to go out you want to go out and dominate now we, real quick we yeah. talked to al last year and one yeah. of the first things he told us was let him let him grow don't don't because we were like we were excited we were excited that you were here we we're like man this is a lot of fun to, to, to see what he's going to do and he was like let him have his development and so we, we watched that and observed it throughout the year and everything and now the Rangers go out and get a bunch of top-tier pitching, and it kind of there's a little bit of a gap now where maybe you have a little more time to develop. Is that kind of the feeling, or is it like, no, nah, i got to still get to, to the majors as quickly as possible? Um, I mean, you still just go about your business day-to-day, -day and um, I kind of trust that when I'm ready and, um, you know, I, I hope to be ready soon, it, it'll be, uh, you know, they'll, they'll give me a shot and uh, – that's what I'm looking forward to most, and I'm doing what I can do, and that's that's just take it one day at a time and keep getting better. I like your answer just because when I was with the Mets, they brought in David Cohn after I had a pretty good year in the major leagues, and I remember that moment after spring training was over and I didn't have the best spring training going, you know what, I didn't concentrate on what I needed to do. I was looking at my competition and seeing, well, if I can just do better than them instead yeah. of saying how good can I be – and looking at other, so I mean, I've been through it. And I, your dad was one of my mentors and really helped me with mental things and tried to help mm -hmm. me also getting guys out. But I just remember that moment. And David Cohn was a great guy. It's just don't concentrate on the others. Concentrate on me. And I loved your answer there. And that's the thing thing about pitching too. It's not catching where there's one guy out there. There's always there's always movement in a in a overall pitching staff, and you just do what you can to help the team. And hopefully uh, that can be soon. Kevin, I'm kind of curious. We asked the question yesterday to John Gray. Do you like to strike somebody out looking, or do you like to oh, throw yeah. a junk ball? That, yesterday I said hit him in the junk, but that was not. <laughs> he kind of messed that, that up. That was way off on that. We throw and a junk ball. He established authority yesterday <laughs> yeah. with the second pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah was, or do you like to, to get somebody when you're like throw one in the dirt and they're like, I swung because I just didn't know what was going to go on. I think it's I think it's always nice to get a strikeout swinging, whether it's breaking ball in the dirt or beat him with a heater that he swings swings and misses at. That's that's kind of more of a, an empowering thing, I think. But to go ahead and put the he hit him in the junk and he struck out would also be something that I think you can say I did it. Not, not a lot of people have done that. I'm not totally sure about the <laughs> physics of that, but I would love to see it go down. I really really would. Now you were talking about focusing on what you focus on. I am curious. Is that tough to do with the fans? Because I know you've heard it, and this is not breaking news to you, but when you got drafted, we are not the best organization at developing pitchers. And people are like, oh, he's going to be the next guy. He's going to save us, and Kumar Rocker is <laughs> going to do this. I'm sure you've heard that. Does that add to your expectations, or are you already like, I know what I expect. Like, what other people expect, I can't control that. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that my expectations for myself internally are – 
really, really high. So um, if I'm not meeting them, I'm going to be disappointed. And if I am, I'm going to try to keep going. Um, so there really aren't other external expectations that are anything higher than what I put on myself. So there's nothing that really, really takes me off guard. And, you know, when I'm underperforming, I expect people to, you know, be, be a little upset about that because I'm upset about it. I know you got to pitch with the pitch clock last year in Double A, and we're watching it somewhat for the first time in spring training. I noticed a Dodger yesterday against D- Justin Foscue do something that I never thought of. Foscue called timeout, and so he didn't have any timeouts left. So the pitcher came set at 10 seconds and held for eight seconds, knowing mm. that the hitter cannot call timeout. The runner on the base now has to just sit there for pretty much eight Heavy seconds. Feet, yeah. And I was just thinking, wow, I never thought of that strategy mm-hmm. of after a, a hitter calls a timeout of holding the ball that long and the hitter can't call timeout to stop play. I'm wondering last year in double A, were there different things that we just as fans don't know of yet because we're not following double A games on how to manipulate clock situations? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. Um, last year in Double A, obviously, we didn't have the pitch comm, so a lot of it was getting your sign. And I think there was some clock related stress on my part. From, you know, I hope we can get through the sign sequence, especially with the guy on second before the clock hits zero. Especially if I'm going to shake a couple times. But now with the pitch comm, it kind of fixes that. I'd never used it, and I'm actually really liking it so far, with just the uh, the pitch comm telling you what pitch to throw because you could do it before you even get on the rubber. So I think there is more strategy involved now once you can come set and have a lot more time left. There was a lot more times where I was coming set and I kind of had to go last year, but I did see that yesterday, and that's, I mean, that's an interesting strategy because I have always liked, you know, a long hold to mix it in there. Now, we need to come up with a new rule to help out pitchers because they eliminated the shift to try to help out the batters, <laughs> and I'm just like, if you, if you can't figure it out, that's on that, you. Yeah. Like, work mm. on that better. What would be a pitching rule we could potentially uh, we could potentially have to help balance it out? I mean, they don't usually like to add rules to help pitchers. It seems like all the rules are. <laughs> are you the defense of football? You're uh, like, yeah, I can't, I can't. So yeah. we got to make more offense and that's, make it pop and everything like that. It seems like that's that's the trend, but. Uh, I don't know. I got to think on that one. We'll Start raise the mound strikes. a little bit more. Just a little bit. Well, yeah. Raise the mound a yeah, little bit. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what could be cool for you and our audience. They probably don't know too much about Anthony Volpe. Am I saying his last name right? Vol- Volpe. 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 Is you guys were high school teammates, and he is a premium shortstop prospect for the Yankees. That could be really cool. I was just thinking if you guys probably are going to get to face each other at some point in your careers, but could you imagine if you both somewhat made a debut at the same time and you got to face your high school teammate? It'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've we've dreamed on that. Um, I mean, playing playing on the same team in high school, we dreamed about playing on the same team at the highest level, but playing against each other is the next best thing on a, on a big league field in front of a big league crowd. So it's something we could dream on. Um, you know, Rangers, Yankees kind of thing. That'd be that'd be really cool. And when did you guys start playing together? Uh, freshman year, high school. Okay. Um, I I'd, I'd known him from just the travel ball circuit through middle school. He was he was a big deal since he was like 12 years old. He was always the kid hitting all the home runs as the little guy. And then as he grew, <laughs> yeah. we both we both went through all the summer circuits together. Roommates at pretty much all those events in high school, and then both committed to Vanderbilt. Both really had a strong commitment to Vanderbilt, and he was a really good student, probably better than me. And um, he wanted to go to Vanderbilt. His family wanted him to go to Vanderbilt, but he grew up a big Yankee fan, and 
um, I think they sold him on, you know, first rounder. That's yeah, that's cool. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I remember watching the ESPN five ten minute series with you and your father walking around Vanderbilt. This is before you get drafted, and I think your father at one point said something like, "Hey." Keep your eye on Jack, and I don't know what age you were, but were you a late developer? It seemed like in that ESPN thing that it kind of made it sound like, I don't know if it was 14 years old or 16-year-olds, that you are maybe a late developer to become such a big-time prospect. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't even think I was going to be a pitcher at first. I was just hoping to play college baseball, and wow. I was a second baseman. Um, freshman year, still kind of, you know, freshman year of high school, still kind of, the smallest guy on the teams, um, playing second base and pitching when I could. And then um, I really hadn't pitched much other than working on it with my dad in our backyard. And then wow. sophomore year kind of hit a growth spurt. I always had a good arm for my size. And then I grew a couple inches. And I think sophomore year I might have hit like 87 that summer. And that's kind of, you know, that was a good enough number to get put on the put on the radar. And then going into junior year, I think that's around when I committed – to Vanderbilt but it did feel late at the time now it's like you know sophomore in high school that's a young kid but um at the time there were kids committing in eighth grade ninth grade and I didn't have much at that time does everybody who goes to Vanderbilt call it the Harvard of the South because I've heard that about a million times when people commit to Vanderbilt do you call it the Harvard of the South I don't um I I think I've heard that I've heard it about Duke I, I don't know I don't know who it would really be but it's definitely a challenging academic school, and I, I liked my time there. Very cool. Very right, cool. You, how close are you to graduating? I'm close. Um, hopefully I can work it out to where I can graduate this December, but I don't know how likely that is, but getting there. Business degree? What are you looking Business at? minor. The major, it's, it's called human and organizational development. It's only at Vanderbilt, so it's one of those you have to explain to everybody, but it's sort of businessy. Yeah, I was trying to you figure it out. You can run a hotel <laughs> yeah, or something? That's what, yeah. He's organizing humans is all I got out of that one right He can there. help our hotel. It has this <laughs> smell, and we got to get rid of that smell in that just hotel. just in the hallways, Mike. It's just in the hallways. Well, we appreciate it, and hopefully you won't need to put that degree to use for a good another 15 to 18 years. you got other you got other plans. We Go appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, absolutely. You can put it up on the wall or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, your parents would appreciate that. Is We appreciate the time very, very much. And as I'm sure you know, the Metroplex is very invested and very excited for your development. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Guys. guys, there you go. Jack Leiter right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Corey and Jack share an embrace. No, I'm just no, kidding. I'm just kidding. We'll shake hands. We will get into the C-Block <laughs> starring Corey Majors live from Texas Rangers Spring Training right here on 105.3 The Fan.